Welcome to day 61 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I wanted to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Numbers, chapters 16 through 17, but with a focus on chapter 16, verses 28 to 33. And Moses said, Hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, and that it has not been of my own accord. If these men die, as all men die, or if they are visited by the fate of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates something new, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into Shul, then you shall know that these men have despised the Lord. And as soon as he had finished speaking all these words, the ground under them split apart, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the people who belonged to Koath and all their goods. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive into Shul, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from the midst of the assembly. This is a very interesting story that we get across because Koath, Koath, was one of the special Levite tribes that had been subcategorized into specific duties for the tabernacle. And in, in specific, uh, was responsible for carrying the most holy things, right? He had been given a task. He was one of the people who had been given a very special task, even amongst the Levites. And yet, because... As we talked about yesterday, there had been a, a judgment on God on the people for their disbelief. There was discontentment. There had been discontentment amongst uh, him and, and some of his fellow people going, you're not a very good leader, Moses, and it's it's your fault that we're not where we're supposed to be. And publicly challenged, and didn't just challenge, but stirred up, we're told, the congregation stirred up, essentially, the whole people to rebel against Moses and and did so by bringing forth about 250 who would also seek to oppose their rule. And, and Moses, Moses essentially pleads his case before God and God tells him what to do. And, and, and Moses says, let God himself be the judge. You know, if, if their end comes to them of natural old age or by some other plight that is common to mankind, then it'll be assigned to you. But if in this moment the earth opens up, I mean, and then the earth opens up. When you go further down this story, what I haven't read is that Moses and Aaron then plead with God not to completely wipe out the Israelites because of how they've turned against essentially God by rejecting Moses as leader. And they... They take initial steps to atone for the whole congregation. What's, what's interesting about this story is Moses has been so opposed many, many times already, and yet his heart for protecting the people from the full wrath of God is made so manifest. And this is such a different Moses than the one we meet at the beginning of Exodus, who wants nothing to do with being leader. Here we see a Moses who is walking in his call, showing forgiveness, showing humility, showing a desire to do what God has called him to. Even when God gives him an out, Moses 
bears the mantle of leadership and and really does live for the people despite being so poorly treated and and what's interesting is in this story the the insurgent group of 250 are disgruntled because they haven't inherited the promised land but that wasn't Moses's fault the people had rejected to do what God had told them to do the people had then had to bear the consequence of their actions but Moses was the one who was held responsible and sometimes as Christians we can blame others for our circumstances or we can make excuses of well you know this isn't where I want it to be uh, and I'm not where I want it to be and it must be someone else's fault and, and truth be told is we need to make sure that we are having somber reflections about the onus of of our actions. What I like here is is you, you go further into the story and we're told that Aaron stands between the plague of God, which is taking out the congregation, uh, between the dead and the living, and he, he, through atonement, appeases, in a way, the, the wrath of God. And, and it's Good Friday today, if you're listening to it in 2023. And Christ was was the sin offering, was the atonement for us that that brought us from dead to life. He bore the weight of, of our actions, the full consequence, the real eternal consequence of our actions. But sometimes in this life, there are consequences to our unwillingness to follow what God has asked. And while there is forgiveness, sometimes there are still earthly consequences. And it doesn't mean God's love isn't there. It doesn't mean you don't walk in forgiveness. But what it does mean is that we need to take cold, hard looks at ourselves and go, God is where I'm at because of a hardened heart. And that's a tough question to ask because no one wants to have a hard heart. It's why it's important to be in the word and in prayer regularly so our hearts can become malleable. And if you find yourself often looking or, or even thinking, well, you know, these problems aren't my fault. The common denominator is always someone else, but the one bearing the brunt is always you. Well, maybe it's time to think about what the common denominator is. We serve a God who gives us new mercies each day and brings us to different places and brings us up. So it's never too late. It's never, ever, ever too late to start fresh in your relationship with God. It's never too late to start from the beginning with your relationship with God. Just don't ever stop being reflective. Don't ever stop seeking his strength. Don't ever stop asking the important but hard questions. God, where am I holding back? May you be blessed and encouraged and built up in the word. Join us again tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.